This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Lime Podcast. So excited to do this episode on branding. I think it is one of the most important things you can do for your business when you're starting a business or growing a business or making changes to your business. It's kind of this landing spot that you always need to go back to you need to expand on, and you have to stay cohesive with. So I really wanted to make this episode where we're just talking about branding. So what is branding? First and foremost, it is what makes you, you. What makes your company, your product, your service, what makes you, you? And it has to be a really clear vision, statement, mission, purpose, all the things need to come together here. On a visual level, you're looking at the name of the business, the imagery, the design, the message, the logo, and then then you're also looking at the experience. So using Lemon, my store, as the example, We are big on the experience from start to finish in every aspect of what we do. So if you're on social media and you're asking a question, we're responding right away. If you are coming into the store, we're giving you the best customer service. We're always bubbly and excited and ready to help you. We have fun music playing. The store always looks nice. We are there to help make gift sets or give suggestions or to help you out if you need it. And then online, it's a beautiful website. It's easy to use. It's easy to find the things you need. If you have a question, we respond right away. Like, again, everything comes together where for our brand, that experience of really excellent customer service and high quality products are always number one. So it's being able to hone in on those pieces as you are building a brand and making these decisions and something that you just don't waver from. So that's really like the gist of what branding is. And then there are so many pieces to it and we're going to dig into that. So there is brand um, identity. So you've got what people perceive your brand to be. This is your brand's image. This is how the public will view you, you, your brand. I keep saying you, but you know what I mean. Your brand. So it's like when we think of Coca-Cola, they want us to think of happy, hanging with friends, cool, blah, blah, blah. When you think of Nike, they want you to think of healthy and fit and strong. You know, we know that Coke, for example, is not healthy. We know that it can cause 
obesity. It's full of sugar and chemicals and caffeine and like all these bad things. But the brand is never going to associate themselves with those things because obviously we all see that as negative. So they want to see it as you cracking open a bottle on the beach, hanging with your friends, or on a hot day, you're opening a can of Coke and quenching your thirst, right? This has been their brand imaging and identity from day one, and they've never wavered. So when you are honing in on what you want your brand to be perceived as with customers or with random people in the public, think about kind of what these bigger companies are doing. What works? What doesn't work? What do you want people to think when they think of your company? And then we have brand awareness. So this is when customers can recognize your brand. And this is really, for me, the creme de la creme. When somebody says, oh yeah, I know lemon, that is, I can't even tell you how happy that makes me. In 2018, I believe it was 18, I was in Hawaii with my family and we walk into the lobby of the hotel and I'm wearing sunglasses and I kept my sunglasses on because honestly, I was so tired from the flight. My kids were so little. It was an early morning flight. Anyways, I'm wearing my sunglasses and the girl checking us into the hotel goes, oh, I love your sunglasses. And I literally had um, a business card in my purse, one of the lemon cards. And if you know lemon, it's a cute little square lemon business card and it has our logo and on the other side all it really has is our um, website and our instagram account and that's pretty much it so i pull it out and i hand it to her and i go oh it's from my store like if you love it you you know you can get one too basically right and as soon as she looks at the card and takes it in her hands she goes oh my god i know this i know this store and i go no way And she goes, yeah, she goes, I've got cousins in the Bay Area. And I swear one of them told me about the store and I love this store. And that was my first experience of my brand being recognized. And that is really, you know, you want to create a brand that people can remember, uh, a name that they can remember. There's a reason why a lot of companies are four letters like Nike. It's because it's easy to remember. It rolls off the tongue. It's it's just, um, there's like a psychology behind it. I When I named Lemon Lemon, a, a piece of it was because it was easy to spell. It was easy to remember. It was easy to remember by the logo image of the actual lemon picture and also easy to remember by reading the word lemon. So I do think that there can be a strong correlation if you can have a brand that kind of does both. You know, you can recognize Nike by the name Nike, but you also recognize it by the famous check mark. Same thing with Starbucks with their mermaid type logo. So you know, there's a, there's like a restaurant opening up next to us and it's white alligator. And part of their logo is an alligator. And again, it gets you to remember it because 
consumers are consuming things all the time, especially with social media now. So if you can get to a place where it's easier for people to remember you, that's key. So that's a huge tip for me to you. If you are in the process of starting a business, naming a business, you're rebranding a business, maybe you're growing a business and you're making some major branding decisions that you know you might need for growing the business that you didn't need for where it's at today. These are things I would take into account. Um, I've seen people also take a longer name and condense it like doing an LNC, LNC designs instead of the full name of whatever it was, people can remember LNC, right? It's like, oh, I love LNC, da da da. And it's like easy to remember, easy to say, easy to spell, easy to search. But if you get to a place where it's too long, it's too wordy, it's too confusing, then you start to lose people instantly and you get away from this brand awareness and recognition that you really are going to want year after year after year of being in business. My other tip with naming your business, don't have your name in it. And I know that this can be really hard. A lot of times, or or not even your name, I see people, they'll name the, their business after their kids' names or um, their husband, or, you know, it's, they try to be really personal with it. And I, and I understand because building a business feels so personal and you're pouring everything into this business. But I promise you that A, it'll be hard for people. People are not going to remember these names and it doesn't mean anything to them. And then if one day you go to sell your business or grow your business and grow a massive team, it's hard for people to get behind something that's branded after you, right? So I think um, it's smart to think of, take, take a pause. And if you really are adamant about having your name in something or your kid's name, take a pause and just make a pros and cons list and really think about it. I think sometimes it can work, but like the example I gave recently, Kim Kardashian did not name Skims Kim Kardashian body, you know, contouring line or whatever, right? She called it Skims. And she is one of the most famous people of our generation. So you would almost think that the smart thing to do would be to brand it Kim Kardashian or like the Kim Kardashian brand or something, right? But Kim understands that, again, the brand Skims is not her brand. And you have to think about yourself in that way as well. What if you want to have this business and you also want to start a podcast or you want to write books or you um, want to, you know, do articles for a magazine or work for a company as a um, contract worker or like fill in the blank, right? That's why you want to have separation because you, the brand and your business, the brand, typically are not the same thing and you don't want it to be the same thing because you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into one thing for the rest of your life, you know? So that's just a little bit of food for thought when it comes to the actual naming of the business. 
And if you do have your name attached to a business and you're rebranding, again, it's something to think about. Um, Another thing to remember with branding is that your brand is not for everyone. And this is the hardest thing for people. This is target market. This is finding out your target market. And oftentimes I will see people that will say, it's for everybody. And it's, it's not. So going back to the lemon example, I built lemon for people that care about non-toxic, organic, um, high quality products, as well as products that are quite frankly, cool, right? I didn't want to have like tchotchkes or be a really typical gift shop. And I did not want to sell toxic candles or I wanted all the baby stuff to be organic. And I wanted the products to be all natural. Like it was a whole thing, but it meant a lot to me. And I know that my target market cares. Now, do other people shop lemon? Of course. We get tourists all day long now that will walk in and buy something. They probably don't even know it's organic. You know what I mean? Like they're buying a baby onesie and they might not even look at the tag where it says 100% organic cotton, you know? But I'm not building my brand for the random person that walks in and shops. I'm building my brand for my target market. So you need to know that and stick to it. It's when people leave this and kind of start grasping at anything, it's when you lose everybody. So you have to stay really strict on who you're marketing to and what your brand is for and don't sway from it. it it's something that I would, I would almost write it down, make a PowerPoint slide, make a poster. I don't even care, but have all of these details in words that you could literally give an elevator speech to someone, which is typically a 30 second, 60 second speech where you are explaining what you do. So a lot of times they use this tactic in sales where if you get in the elevator and the key person that's going to buy your product is in the elevator with you and you have 60 seconds to sell them on it, what are you going to say? Right? And this can be really powerful because I can't tell you how many times someone has said to me, oh, I just started a business or I have a business and I go, what do you do? And it like, literally it's like pulling teeth, trying to get them to answer the question. And I'm like, how do you, how can you not explain in 60 seconds what you do? Like, this is your bread and butter, you know? So I would hone in on that, have it written, say it out loud to someone, um, have imagery behind it, whatever it is that gets you to know it. And then when you are going through the months and the years, you can always refer back to it. The other thing I will say is learn from your competition. A lot of times we don't want to analyze our competition because we don't want to copy, which I completely understand and I agree with. I I never want to look at what other people are doing and like in some way, shape or form copy it. But what if you analyze your competition and you look at what you don't like? that can sometimes be way more powerful than what that you do like. So, you know, let's say, again, we'll go back to a gift shop. 
Like, what did I not like about gift shops that I made sure to never do with mine? I didn't like that it was messy and chaotic. I didn't like the tchotchkes and the little stuff. Um, I didn't like the cheap stuff that typically gift shops have, like plastic pieces or, you know, keychains and um, like magnets and that sort of thing. I wanted cool stuff. Like, if I go to Florida, and I want to buy a crew neck. I want it to be a cute crew neck. I don't want it to be ugly, <laughs> you know? So that is really where I started Lemon and have never stopped. So that's a great example of just looking at really why you're even starting this business. You're probably starting the business because you see a need for it and you feel, or you feel like you can do it your own way. And then you can kind of take that and run with it. You also need to make sure that you know your purpose, which is kind of what we just touched on. And to be able to look back on your purpose and your mission for your business time and time again. So if someone comes to you with a collab or, um, or anything, And you are like, well, that could be a cool opportunity. That's interesting. I never thought about it. You go back to your purpose, right? I remember when I originally started Lemon, I was approached by um, a a place that did Botox and, you know, fillers and that sort of thing, which is totally fine. But they wanted to do a pop-up at Lemon and they wanted to do like a Botox party, which was kind of big back then. We launched in 2017. So this was like kind of a a thing back then. And at first I was like, well, this could be great. I'm sure their clientele is great for my store and it's good cross marketing. But then I went back to my mission statement for Lemon and everything we do is about, again, non-toxic, organic, healthy living. And I didn't feel like fillers and Botox fit that message. Not that you can't be healthy and organic and get Botox, but it just didn't match us, you know? And if I didn't have my mission statement, my purpose, and what I was doing, my branding all in place, I might have said yes to that event. And it would have it could have took away from what we're known for. So it's important that you have these things more concrete. And then you want to look at positioning your brand. So take a look at like an Uber. When Uber came on the market, no one understood Uber. Everyone was doing taxi or like subway type systems or whatever, limousines, whatever car services we were doing back then. So when Uber came on the market, they had to really position themselves as the new, better way to get a ride. And, you know, I did that also with Lemon. When Lemon came on the market, it was all about Lemon is a cool gift shop. I have items at the store that you see on Instagram, on influencers. Back then there was no TikTok. And it was really like, you love these brands, you love these styles, and I'm bringing it to your local shop. That was really how I was positioning Lemon. And and quite frankly, still do six years later. 
And it, but it was a way to position our brand to separate us from all the other gift shops. So, you know, that's an important piece to, to think about. You really want to also think about being cohesive and strong in your identity as a brand. A really easy way to do this and to make sure you're doing this is color. So, you know, you don't want like a logo that's blue and um, store, like let's just say it's a store, a store fixtures that are white and black and then a bag that's hot pink and then tissue paper that's yellow. Like, you know, you want to be very cohesive. Lemon has always been yellow and black and white and that's it. And let me tell you, sometimes that's hard for me because in the springtime, I love lemons with that beautiful white and blue design that makes you think of like a Greece or an Italy and that sort of thing, which is beautiful, but that's not our brand. Our brand is black and white with just the yellow basically from the lemon. And I've just never swayed. I'm, we, we're more modern, we're more clean, and that's just it. All of our bags are stamped with a black lemon stamp. All of our tags are a lemon black stamp. Everything, again, is cohesive. Um, other things to think about is, you know, are you doing all capitals? Are you doing all lowercase? Are you doing a mixture? What are your fonts? And, you know, are you doing something bold? Or are you going cursive? thinking about symbols, thinking about slogans, um, thinking about really the, the tone of your brand. What is the tone? Um, you know, let's say someone has a really cool brand that has a lot of leather and fringe and it's kind of rock and roll and it's edgy and maybe has things that kind of push the envelope a little bit with some of its graphics or some of the things it says and things like that, you know, the tone of that business is very different than say a lemon, right? Lemon is more cutesy and modern and cute. Um, I said cute twice. This is like my life. (laughs) Um, we, we actually just put Christmas out at the store this morning early, which is probably part of the reason why my, my brain is not working right now. And I can't tell you how many times me and the girls said, oh my God, that's so cute. (laughs) Especially when we were setting up all like the gnomes and, you know, the cutesy stuff. So yeah, but yes, it's back to what I was saying, the tone of your, your brand and you want to be very consistent. So that tone is your tone during Christmas time in the spring in the summer, in the fall, you don't sway from that because that's your brand. And if you can kind of hone in on these pieces, you can go back to it time and time and time again. So let's say you're making cute postcards that you can put into your shipments when you ship customers their orders. Again, you can go back to your branding and go, okay, this is what the vibe I want it to have. And it goes with our brand and it's eye-catching and it's easy for customers to read and remember, like don't make it too wordy, for example, all of that. 
If you're doing an event, again, you can go back to this. If you are, um, maybe you're making specific merchandise for your brand. Again, you go back to this. And I use lemon as an example, obviously a lot, but this, if you have a service, if you have anything, like it all goes back to the brand and what you're, what you're saying. I listened to a podcast episode recently and it was a nonprofit CEO. And he was saying that when they launched, they really had to position themselves to tell people that every single penny that you give to this cause goes to the people that need it. Because a lot of times a nonprofit, a charity will take donations. They will take a piece of that, a percentage to pay their bills, to pay their employees. And then what's left goes to the charity. So a lot of people don't trust charities because of that. And he said when you know he built his business, he made it very clear that when you, the normal public, donate 100% goes to the charitable cause where they have, you know, sponsorships and companies that will also donate and that money will go to paying their staff and paying their bills so that they can run the business. And, but that was such a key part of his branding because it would get someone like myself that would normally be like, well, where is this money going? How do I know if this is actually going to the people that need clean water? You know, he branded himself to answer that question before I even need to ask it. So it's really smart branding. And you want to think that way when you go to brand your business or anything that you're doing and have a very important, cohesive, sharp, very sharp messaging. And, you know, a good way to do it is um, if you have employees, ask your employees. Or if you're just starting a brand and no one knows about it except for maybe some friends and family, ask your friends and family. Be like, describe my brand in one or two minutes. What would you say? If I go to the Lemon Girls right now, or even Lemon Girls in the past, and I say, explain Lemon in one to two minutes, what what would you say? I guarantee that from my very first employee, in you know 2018 all the way to my employees today they would all say the exact same description and that is key branding and if you can do that you can do anything with your marketing with growing your business with um anything you want to expand into aside from this business that you're thinking of or that you have it all works. And it's part of the reason also why I named this podcast Lime is because I wanted it to go very hand in hand with lemon. And I, you know, I built lemon on these important, you know, missions and purpose. And I'm building Lime the exact same way where people come to this podcast platform because they want to level up, because they want to be their best self, because they want to go for all their goals and they don't want to settle. And so 
bringing kind of those two together. And then quite frankly, at the end of the day, whatever I do in any aspect, it all feeds back into me and my image and what I stand for. So I take it very seriously. You know, I don't ever want to put my name behind something that I don't believe in. So, um, you know, smart branding just goes in line with that. So I hope that this is helpful. This will be a really good episode to remember to go back to as you go through some of these projects or later on, you might want to check back in. So definitely take a note to save this one. And if you are loving the podcast, please share it. I think we're definitely getting to the point where we are growing a lot and I'm able to see which episodes are the most popular and what you guys are loving the most and just being able to share it with friends and family and um, people in your life that you think also want to level up that are also interested in learning, whether it's marketing like this or health and fitness or relationships, life, whatever it may be, um, please share. I would really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have the best day ever.